Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it will help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Good morning. First lesson is from the reading of Jeremiah, the 17th chapter. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in barren wilderness and in uninhabited salty land. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. Here ends the reading. The second lesson this morning is from the first, first Corinthians, the 15th chapter. But tell me this, since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying there will be no resurrection of the dead? For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless. And your faith is useless, and we apostles would be lying about God. For we have said that God raised Christ from the grave. But that can't be true if there is no resurrection of the dead. And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless, and you are still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. But, in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. Our holy gospel this morning comes from Luke. When they came down from the mountain, the disciples stood with Jesus on a large level area, surrounded by many of his followers and by the crowds. There were people from all over Judea and from Jerusalem and from as far north as the seacoasts of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear Jesus and to be healed of their diseases. 
and those troubled by evil spirits were healed. Everyone tried to touch him because healing power went out from him, and he healed everyone. Then Jesus turned to his disciples and said, God blesses you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. God blesses you who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. God blesses you who weep now, for in due time you will laugh. What blessings await you when people hate you and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil because you follow the Son of Man? When that happens, be happy. Yes, leap for joy, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, their ancestors treated the ancient prophets that same way. What sorrow awaits you who are rich? For you have your only happiness now. What sorrow awaits you who are fat and prosperous now? For a time of awful hunger awaits you. What sorrow awaits you who laugh now? For your laughing will turn to mourning and sorrow. What sorrow awaits you who are praised by the crowds? For their ancestors also praised the false prophets. Here ends the reading. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, who inspires us all. Amen. So have any any of you been watching the hit show on Netflix called Tidying Up? Some no, some yeah, yeah. The fans are like, yeah. Um, It's a reality show where a woman named Marie Kondo helps people purge and manage their household belongings, which then seems to help them manage other areas of their lives as well. In each episode, Marie Kondo is invited into someone's home to help them tidy up by going through literally piece by piece every single piece of their material possessions and deciding what to keep, and what to give away. The key in this process, according to Marie Kondo, is to only keep those items that spark joy in you. Well, the concept is so wildly popular right now that the phrase spark joy has become a part of our cultural vernacular. Now, I'm not normally drawn to this type of show, but I am intrigued by Marie Kondo's approach to life and how she may be subtly turning our cultural values upside down. I mean, she's reversing our understanding of what we think is important and what we think will bring us joy. I mean, by virtue of living in this time and place, In our culture, you and I have all been schooled in the values of bigger, better, more. You know, bigger house, better car, more money. Bigger vacation, better education, more grown-up toys. Bigger, better, more is what we are told will bring us joy. Enter Marie Kondo. She's turning things upside down. She is introducing values like less is more. Have gratitude for your current home and find peace by limiting your possessions. 
I mean, it sounds simple enough, but it is a radical reversal from the current teaching that we are all immersed in. Well, all of this is a setup to talk about our gospel lesson today, where I think Jesus is doing a little values reversal of his own. Jesus is turning what we thought was true upside down. We read from Jesus' Sermon on the Plain in Luke's Gospel. In Matthew's Gospel, it's known as the Sermon on the Mount. In both versions of the sermon, Jesus is reversing commonly held beliefs and understandings about who is blessed by God. And how are God's blessings experienced among us? You see, in ancient times, well, who am I kidding? In our time, it is often believed that the ones who have wealth and social status are the ones who have been truly blessed by God. The rich and powerful who have God's ear and God's favor, while the poor and vulnerable have been forgotten by God and left out in the cold, literally. Enter Jesus. Jesus, who is turning that whole belief system upside down. Jesus is doing a great reversal when he says, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. If you've been told that you are excluded from the kingdom, if you've been forgotten by the world, The kingdom of God is already yours, Jesus says. You have a place of belonging. You already have God's favor. You already spark joy in the heart of God. Now, if you've ever wondered why Jesus was such a big hit with the poor, the forgotten, and the vulnerable, it's moments like these that explain it. Jesus is literally preaching good news to the poor right here. He's letting them know that in God's kingdom order, they are among the elite guests. They are in the in crowd because God doesn't play by bigger, better, more. God's game is about love. And an abundance of grace and forgiveness and having room for everyone, including the poor. Now, I'm sure the poor and the hungry and those who were weeping and hated and reviled were ready to sign up with Jesus when they heard this sermon. Because they had nothing to lose. I mean, they had nothing and here was Jesus offering them everything. They couldn't wait to get in line. But you know who I bet got grumpy about this sermon that Jesus was preaching? The rich. The ones who were full, those who were laughing, those who were well-loved and comfortable and among the elite in crowd, according to the world's game, Because the rich were finding out that their place of privilege may not carry much weight in God's kingdom order. And so the rich might have been a little reluctant to sign on with Jesus because by the world's game, they were winning. In fact, the world's game was set up in their favor, and they thought that they had a corner on God's blessing. But now Jesus comes and he turns that whole thing upside down. 
there's a lot for us to wrestle with here. Because if we're honest, in this sermon that Jesus preaches, we are a lot more like the rich than we are like the poor. This is a challenging word for us. Especially when Jesus says, Woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Hmm. Now, I don't think that Jesus is playing the opposite version of the world's puny game here. God's reversal isn't that now the poor are in and the rich are out. No, the point is that there's room for everyone because God's abundant grace is so great. No one is out. No one is beyond the reach of God. Jesus went to the cross for all of us. But woe to you, to us rich, because we may hesitate to sign up for this good thing that Jesus is preaching here. Because we're afraid, we fear that we will lose too much. We will be asked to sacrifice what we think brings us joy and keeps us comfortable. Woe to us rich when our wealth becomes a stumbling block, getting in the way of the joy and the peace that Jesus is offering. Woe to us rich when we are busy seeking Peace and joy in the game of bigger, better, more, rather than through life with God. In her show, Marie Kondo teaches that her Japanese culture, the process of tidying up, provides an opportunity to understand what is most important in one's life. And that does seem to be what people are evaluating as they are tidying up on her show. I mean, by the end of each episode, someone has had an aha moment. Their life has changed, headed down a new path. They have come to terms with the false promise that lots of things equals lots of joy. There's universal relief when they are unburdened of so much stuff. And even as space opens up in their homes, it seems that space also opens up in their lives for more joy. So maybe Jesus' word of woe today provides an opportunity for us to understand what is most important in our lives Maybe this is an invitation for us to leave behind the game of bigger, better, more and sign on for God's game, a new game with new rules where there is an abundance of grace and all are welcome. And that through sharing our wealth, sharing our wealth, we join the redeeming work that God is already doing in the world. I'm not going to lie to you, it will take courage to embrace this radical teaching of Jesus. But if we can shake off our fears, we just may find that this reversal that Jesus is inviting us into is exactly what will spark true joy, kingdom joy within us. Amen.
Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.